Awesome. Well, guys, it's so good to see you guys tonight. I want to just welcome those of you who might be here for the very first time. I know you could have been somewhere else on a Wednesday, so for you to be here, we're just glad that you would jump in and hang out with us uh, tonight. Now, how many of you, just a show of hands, came to the Back to School Bash last week? Sweet. So listen, let me just give you guys a few stats. Check it out. We had 620 middle schoolers here last week. Isn't that awesome? It's so good. And here's what's really cool is that over 100 of those middle school students last week, over 100 were first-time guests. And so if you invited somebody, man, I just want to say I'm super proud of you for inviting your friends and, enjoy and getting them here. And here's the best part of the night. You guys notice there's a door up here, and we're going to use this all school year. And what this door represents is, this represents hundreds of names, hundreds of people, hundreds of middle school students that would say, man, they made the decision last Wednesday night to come home. And some of you, you came home out of a recommitment. Maybe you just felt like you needed to recommit your life to Christ, that you had done that before and you wanted to do that uh, to just get back on the right path. And some of you, you, for the very first time, you prayed a prayer to receive Jesus, and now that, you're, now that you've done that, your life is never going to be the same. As a matter of fact, I want to recognize those students. So if you're here tonight and last Wednesday night at the Baptist School Bash, you made the decision to give your life to Christ, and for the very first time, you invited him into your life, will you just raise your hand right where you're at? Can we give it up for these raising their hands? So good. Amen. So good. Well, hey, listen, I know the temptation, right, is, man, you're sitting around all your friends, and so it's going to be really tempting to talk and have conversation. And I know some of you are first time here, you're our guests, and we're glad you're here tonight. Here's what we're doing right now is that we're going to take the next 20 minutes or so, and we're going to jump into a passage of Scripture. We're going to jump into some things that I think would be beneficial for you tonight to learn about the character of God, about who God is, about what He wants for you as we start this series called Brand New. So this is what I want everybody to do. If, you're, if you don't have a Bible or if you don't have notes, no problem. There are going to be some things come on the screen. But if you do have that, go ahead and grab that. Go ahead and get your notes out and get ready to take some notes. I know that you came here tonight, and maybe you came here tonight because you want to hang out with your friends, want to have some fun, but I think you came here tonight because I think God has a word for you, and I think God wants to speak to you tonight, but if you are going to hear from him, you have to be listening. It's impossible for you to get something from God when you're talking to people that are next to you. All right, so I want to invite you into this moment, into this time as we jump in. And we're in a series called Brand New. And the whole series is the idea that everything has a brand. And I know that last month we talked about this idea of one matters, that everyone matters to God. And we use this statement, one matters. And so as a church, we're all about one kindness matters, one leader matters, and one life matters. And you see all these names representing lives that matter, lives that have been renewed to Christ or lives that for the very first time have given their life to Christ. And that is what this life is all about. But the reality is everything has a brand. For example, let me show you this picture. You got to know immediately what this is. Check it out. Michael Jordan. Yes. That is the Jordan brand. 
Or check out this picture. See, I don't, I didn't, I actually didn't know what that was, but that's LeBron James. And um, I still don't really get how you get LeBron James out of that. It looks like a Lego piece. This looks like a Lego piece, you know? And, uh, but that's what it is. It's LeBron James. So here's what I want to do. Listen up, listen up, listen up. So here's what I want to do. I want to show you a few symbols. And I know we did something similar to this last month, but we're taking a different spin. We're taking a different look at it for this series called Brand New. So I want to show you some symbols, right? And I want you to just yell out what it is. All right, here we go. Here's the first one. All right, let's show the second one. All right, let's show the, the third one. And let's show another one. <laughs> okay, cool. Sweet. Man, your participation is blowing me away. I think I might be deaf after this service. But, but yeah, so when you see these symbols, right, you see Nike, you know what it is. You see Starbucks. Some of you guys, man, some of your parents, some of you, like, you're on this long road trip. You see that Starbucks emblem, and you're like, praise Jesus, right? Or you see the Apple symbol. How many of you are Apple people? PC? We'll pray for you. We'll pray for you guys. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but listen, so everything has a brand. Let me show you another picture. This is our logo. Starbucks. That's well played, well played. No, but listen, listen, listen. Shh. You got to stay with me, guys. See, this is the question. I don't want you to answer this, but I want you to think about your answer. When people see this logo, whether it's at your school on a shirt or whether it's like a wristband or whether you have, you know, whatever. But when they see this logo, what do they, and I don't want you to answer. I don't want you to answer. What do they think about? What do they think when they see that logo? What words come to mind or what ideas come uh, to, to mind? Because here's the thing. For every picture that you saw on that screen, right, it creates this reaction. For every picture that comes on the screen, it creates this reaction. And that association is called branding. So every company, every organization, churches, youth groups, all are branded. Even people have a brand. And a lot of times a brand is defined by what people do, by how they treat people, by the people they hang out with or the people they don't hang out with, the clothes they wear, how they treat others. And so what I want to do over this series, it's about a three-week series, is we want to look at what does it look like or what should it look like for us as Christians? I'm talking mainly to Christ followers. And if you're here tonight and you would say, I'm not a Christ follower, you're in the right place. And you're going to learn, you're still going to learn some things tonight and the next few weeks. But I'm mainly speaking to those of you who would say, I am a follower of Christ. And if you're here tonight and you want to make that decision, let me know or let one of these Leaders know what the leader, literally says leader on their shirt, and they can tell you all about 
what that means. But I want to talk about how should communities view the church? How should they view us as a youth ministry? See, if people thought when they saw our logo things like one kindness and one leader and one life, if they thought things like that, what do you think your schools would look like? I think some of your schools might would change. I think some of you might would be different. I think some of your friend groups might be a little different. See, if we're all pulling in the same direction, I mean, look at the people in this room. This is an army of people. And if we're all pulling the same direction, there's no telling what God could do and how he could use us and how he could use you. But here's the thing. When it comes to us in this room, right, sometimes People think the brand of a student ministry is something like this, where you, you come to church, you check in, you hang out with your friends, you play some games, then you come into a service, then you play some more games, then you sing some songs, then you listen to a talk, and then you go into a small group, and you hang out there, and then you go home. And, and, and frankly, that's part of what, what we do, but is that all that we do? Is that what we want everybody to think of when we think of M12? Of course it's not. We want the people to think things differently than that. That's part of it, but it goes farther than that. Or imagine this. Sometimes, maybe, maybe some of you who have not been to M12 a ton, I wonder if some of you, and I don't want you to raise your hands. I don't want to make it awkward, but I wonder if some of you have ever had the thought, why is it that Christians make fun of each other, don't get along, argue with each other. Because here's the thing, like no one, no one in this room is perfect. We know that. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We all make mistakes. So we're going to have arguments. We're going to have disagreements. But should that turn into gossip? Should that turn into a wildfire in your school or a wildfire, if you will, in your own small group where there's gossip about this person and gossip about that person? The reality is, no, it really, it really shouldn't. Because as Christians, if we truly understand what it means to follow Christ, and I know that we're growing into that, we're learning more and more about what that means every day, but as Christians, things should be different. Our brand should be different. And in the brand, if you will, those of you that made a decision to sign that door, your brand is that you are new. You are a new creation in Christ. And even if you've already been walking with God, you are a new creation in Christ. And that thought right there should cause you and I to look at life, relationships, how we treat people differently than we do. And so that's what I want to talk about for this series. And so here's the main point of tonight. The bottom line is simply this. We are better together. We are better together. We're better together when we're unified. Jesus had a plan for those of us who are Christ followers. And here's the plan. We are better when we are together. We are better when we are unified. We are better when we have unity. Here's, I don't know about you guys, okay, but 
for me, there are some things that are just better together. For example, okay, a biscuit. Let me show you a picture of, okay, this is a good-looking biscuit, okay? And a biscuit is a good thing, but when you pile on sausage gravy, that is better together, right? I mean, some things are just better together. Or how about this? How about this? How about just the simplicity of a calendar? I mean, I know this is kind of boring. A calendar, nobody likes calendars. Anybody use a calendar in here that's a student? Okay, good for you. But a calendar with bubble wrap, some things, right, are better together. Or think about this. How about a shark? I mean, a shark is pretty, it's pretty cool. I mean, a shark is pretty cool. But, but listen, listen, listen. A shark with a laser beam on it is even better, right? I mean, that's amazing. Can you imagine? Here's one. This just started. College football. I mean, come on, college football? College football? But listen, though, some things are better. When you take college football and combine that with the big orange, Tennessee, come on. Okay. Or how about this? How about the, uh, Seth Curry and KD, man? Some things are just better together. <laughs> so listen up, listen up, listen up. Those are some examples, man. Some things are just better together. And listen, I know that we don't often think of, we don't often think of unity as Christians, but we are better when we are together. And Jesus had this in mind. Here's the coolest thing. When Jesus was just about to get captured by the Roman guards, he prayed a prayer. And I want us to look at what he prayed tonight. So check out the screens. If you have a Bible, it's on page number 1084. But here's what it says. I'm just going to read it right off the screen. It says, my prayer is not, or I have given them the glory that you gave me. Shh. Actually, I'm going to read from this. My prayer is not for them alone. Listen to this. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message, that all of them, listen, students, may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, he's praying for us. May they also be in us so that the world might believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave to me, that they may be one. Listen to all the unity talk. That they may be one as we are one. I and them, you and me, so they may be brought to complete unity. And don't, don't miss this, students. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Now, I know that may be a different translation, but listen to what he says, that all of them may be one, that they may be one as we are one. Verse 23, then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. 
Listen to what Jesus is saying. The greatest way for the world to know about Jesus is if you and I stand together in unity. See, we are better together. And Jesus knew the power of unity. He knew the power of being better together. Another way to look at better together is when you see statements in the Bible that have one another attached to it. For example, there are 59 times in the Bible when it attaches the word one another, words one another to a statement. Here's four of them. Look at this. Forgive one another in Colossians 3. See, as Christians, we're not called to go out and get revenge. We're called to forgive people. Then it says serving one another. You and I, we're called to serve other people, serve one another. Then encourage one another. You know, the Bible says that when you speak, that everyone who can hear what you're saying should be encouraged. They should feel better about themselves when you speak. Now, I know that's not true of all of us in this room. Maybe the challenge for you is that you should work on being more of an encourager. And then lastly, it says pray for one another. By a show of hands, how many of you have ever had someone pray for you out loud? You've had someone pray for you. See, you know this. You know this. You know that those moments are some of the coolest, most amazing God moments in all of your life when someone actually prays for you. The Bible tells you and I that we are to pray for one another. And see, this is, this is a very important reality for all Christians all around the world. Can you imagine if this was kind of our brand? If we naturally just forgave each other, served each other, prayed for one another, encouraged one another. I mean, the world we live in would be a lot better. It'd be a lot more enjoyable, if you will. See, a lot of the reason why you guys are so down in the dumps at times is because there's so much drama. I was talking to a girl even tonight, and she was talking about how some guy or some, some people got a fake Instagram name, and then they got on there and told her to, to go and do things to herself that are not okay. See, because we hide behind social media. Can you imagine, though, if, if you're only receiving end of that, how that would make you feel? But what if, what if you used your social media account to bring encouragement to people? Well, that might be a little different. I mean, what if that was our brand? What if that was your brand as a Christ follower? Paul said it like this. If any of you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, there it is, unity, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and being one in mind. See, students, Paul understood and he knew the power of unity. Paul was the one that wrote majority of the entire New Testament. And he talked about being unified. See, there are people all around us, maybe even people in here tonight, that don't have a relationship with God, that don't understand this whole Christian thing, 
Don't understand the whole God thing. And I would encourage you and urge you to make that decision tonight, maybe in your small group, maybe here in a few moments. We would love to invite you into the kingdom of God and, and lead you in a prayer to invite Christ. But let me ask you a question. If you are in here tonight and you are a follower of Christ, have you ever thought about the fact, listen, have you ever thought about the fact that the way that we would treat one another, the way you and I treat one another, could have direct impact on others who don't know Christ coming to Christ. Let me play it out for you. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, they say they're Christians, but they're really not much different than I am. They gossip just like I do. They post things inappropriately just like I do. I mean, am I supposed to just like call myself a Christian because it's a word and a label that you just put on yourself? Is that kind of how it works? But see, truthfully, students, those of you that are Christ followers, how we treat one another speaks volumes for someone who's looking from the outside, looking in, trying to figure out what is this whole Christianity thing all about? And when all they see is what they see in their own world, why would they want to be any different? See, our brand is supposed to be different. And I'm not trying to ridicule anybody in this room because I am right there with you. I make plenty of mistakes myself. I am looking in a mirror as I teach because there are things that I do that I am not proud of, ways that I act in the community at times. And if people were to look at my life, they would think, man, really? And so we're not, you're not alone. I'm, I'm right there with you. What I want to do, though, is challenge you to think about this, to think that as a Christian, our brand should look different than the world's brand. And here is the whole point. This is one of the biggest reasons we do small groups. Because a small group environment is an environment where you can be in a circle with some of your friends and some of your acquaintances, same age, same gender, same grade, where you can share things going on in your life. And we say this, and your leaders tell you this, that what happens and what is said in the group stays in the group. And that's what we do that for, because we want you to have a safe outlet, a safe place where you can be real with other people and explain, man, how are you struggling? Man, I want to be a Christ follower, but I'm struggling with this. We want this to be a safe place for you to jump in on that. But see, we have the opportunity as Christ followers to help people connect with God. But for us to be able to take the message of the gospel out of this room and into every place that we go, it has to be fixed, and it has to start about what's broken in here. Within this group of people, what is broken? And I know that some of you are our guests. Some of you come here and there. Some of you, you come every single week. Regardless of where you're at on the spectrum, you're all family. 
And the reality is, is if we want the message of the gospel and what you hear in here to go outside of the walls, which is what we want, then we have to fix some things internally. We have to be able to look at our own life and see, man, what is it that needs to be fixed? So here's some questions to consider, and then we'll go into a time of response. Do you need to forgive someone else in this room tonight? Do you need to forgive someone? I don't need you to answer. Do you need to forgive someone who is in your small group? You don't need to answer. Do you need to ask forgiveness from someone in this room or from someone in your small group? Do you need to go and have a conversation with somebody, not through text, but maybe like a face-to-face conversation with someone and tell them that you're sorry or ask them to forgive you? Do you need to quit arguing or do you need to quit making fun of someone else? See, these are tough questions. These are tough questions to ask and even tougher to act on. But students, if we want our brand of M12, of 12 stone, of Jesus to go out of here and make a difference, then we got to get some things right in this room. See, unity is an amazing thing. Can you imagine if we all got this right and we understood, hey, we're better together We're better when we're healthier. We're better when we serve each other. We're better when we pray for each other. We're better when we forgive each other. We're better when we encourage each other. I mean, good night. It'd be incredible. It'd be incredible if we were all on that page. You know, way back when, when Paul was around, when the early church began, you know, it's interesting It used to be really, really dangerous to be a Christian. I mean, so dangerous that literally people would be in danger of their lives. Like they could get killed for being a Christian. It's still like that in some areas of the world, in different countries. Thank God it's not really like that here in the United States. We have a lot of freedom to worship Jesus freely. We have a gift. But way back when, it was not so easy. And so the cross, which you saw the cross and you think of Jesus and you think of who, who he is and what he did, or you think of the church, and when you would see the cross, automatically people would associate that with Christians. And so what would happen is if they would see a cross, oftentimes people were in danger for that. And so then they decided, man, we need to... We need to Build in a different symbol, right? And you guys have seen, I don't have a picture of it, but you guys have seen the picture of a fish. And you see that on cars or you see that on people's tattoos, you see that on stickers or you see that. And oftentimes what would happen is when people would meet each other, right, they would partly, one of them would draw one half of the fish, And if the other person walked up and drew the other half, it was kind of this way of saying, okay, this is a safe place. 
You can share what you need to share. We can be better together. We can be unified together in this city or in this country. It would say, hey, hey, you belong and I belong. It was a really powerful, powerful thing. And so one person would draw one half and the other person would draw the other half. And then they would have a conversation and maybe they would pray for each other, spend time encouraging one another. You know, we don't have to do that. What we should be able to do is we should be able to look around this room and see, man, because you're here, I know that I could just go over and I could, I could ask you to pray for me. And that'd be pretty cool. You should be able to rely on the people in this room when you're having a really bad day that someone in this room would come up and encourage you. See, that's what Christianity is. That's what Christians do. And it's not all about what we do, but what we do is very important. So this is what we're going to do tonight. This is how we're going to end this time is in a moment, there are going to be bracelets. They all look the same. So all you have to do is get one. And on these bracelets, it's got four words. It's the four words we've talked about. It says, encourage, serve, pray, forgive. And here's the challenge tonight. There's going to be three stations I'm going to pray, and the guys are going to put those bracelets on the tables. The challenge of tonight is some of you go to school together. Some of you, you're just in the youth group together. You see this, you see another person have this wristband on. And that's kind of a freedom for you to maybe do something on the wristband for another person or maybe ask the other person to do something for you. But here's, here's the point, and I don't want you to miss this, students. Listen, listen, listen. Jesus, before he was captured, before he would go to the cross, he prayed a prayer. And in that prayer, five different times he mentioned unity. He mentioned the fact that we are better together. And here's the challenge. What I want to challenge you to do is pick one of these things on this wristband. Not all four. You pick one. One that you would say, okay, God, this is something that I would like to work on. I would like to work on being more of an encourager. Or I would like to, to learn how to pray for my friends better or more than I do. Or, man, I would like to, I've got somebody in my life that I really need to give, I need to, I need to forgive them. And students, this is not easy. Forgiving someone that's wronged you is not a very easy thing to do. That's why you need God's strength and God's help to do that. Or you know what? I want to start serving. I want to start serving in the church or I want to start just serving my friends at school or maybe serving my teachers. I mean, I don't know what God's laying on your heart, but the idea is that you would pick one, one word. And then tonight in your small group, you're going to get a chance to share that with your leader and your, your group tonight. Because here's the thing, in your group, you can hold each other accountable for what you've committed yourself to to do. So here's what's, okay, so let's pray together. Then during this next song, you're just going to make your way to one of the tables and uh, make your way to the table that's closest to you. God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the power that comes in your word, the fact that we are better together.
And that as a brand, as a Christian, that we are better together. And I pray that as these students move around the room in a few moments and grab these bracelets, God, would you just, would you give them wisdom on the word that they need to commit to, the action step that they need to to do as a result of what you have spoken to them and over them tonight. God, we thank you and we praise you. You're so good. We love you. And we thank you that Jesus would pray for us. He would pray for unity, that we are better together. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.